6: Welcome into to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world, thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast in the world. We appreciate it. Keep doing it. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. The Stanley Cup playoffs, they start tonight. The Stanley Cup finals, they start tonight. And so we decided, for the first time ever, a monster guest, the biggest guest perhaps we've ever had on, stupidity, and we've had Tom Brady. But we decided to bring on the only guy we know that talks hockey and knows hockey, and that is Roy. Hello. <laughs> is this Roy? Roy, is this your first appearance
4: on Stubodity? Uh It could have been a second appearance. I don't know. Like, It's it, been it a while been, for sure
3: if you haven't yeah. been on. Why aren't you on more?
4: Because you haven't asked. No, oh, come on. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah, I mean that's, you haven't asked. I
3: mean, totally, that's that's, fair. Probably, haven't that's asked. probably fair. I mean, in fairness, I haven't been on MoCo once, so, you know what cool.
4: I mean. that is true. Uh, and would and you like to be on MoCo? I <laughs> don't know that my invitation
3: to Montgomery and & Co- and Company is coming anytime soon. You know what else I haven't been on now for making gripes? I have What's never that, been on Cinephobe, not once, and I really? don't understand it. Yeah, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if there's a problem, and I don't want infighting, obviously, amongst Celebitard and friends, podcast networks. I've never been on, and everyone else I think has been on. Many people have been on multiple times, and I'm trying to figure out who do I have an issue with or who has an issue with me? Do you think it's a mean? Do you think it's maze, or do you think that it's the other one? Probably I mean, Maze. you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let, but Roy, you've known Billy for a while. Uh, like,
6: does he come off as a big movie? Like, he's not a big movie guy. Bad movies. Nice? Their whole thing is bad
4: movies. I mean, yeah, uh, three right, past, I the Fast and Furious series. I mean, they have yeah, to be like a good right movies.
3: There. They right. actually asked me on okay, to Drift. T- they asked me on to do too fast, too furious. And then I, I was like out of town or something. And and I think I blew my only shot. Yeah. Zach Harper right. well, asked me. So
6: Listen, I will tell you this. And I love those guys. I said this lovingly. But the next time they ask me, feel free to do it. Okay? <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> wow, Not a fan. Hmm. No, I'm joking. I, I actually enjoy doing their podcast. It's fun. So, Billy, you feel slighted. You feel like a mean or something
3: like one of them doesn't like you. Huh? I don't know. I can't. I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know if maybe they're getting bad intel on me or so, something's going on because I I I feel like I belong more on cinephobe than I do on cinephile. But Adnan's had me on cinephile twice already, which is crazy to me because it's like, what am I gonna add to this conversation about serious movies? Well, why do you know? have you uh, on? What were the reasons for having? You? Um, the first time. Chris Cody asked me to go see the newest Fast and Furious movie, and I went to the theaters during COVID to watch it just for Cinephile because, no lie, I would have just waited until it came out, so I went to do that opening weekend. And then the other time they invited me on was to talk about my claim that Dave Bautista is a better actor than The Rock. <laughs> yeah. Davey Batts. Right? Yeah, Davey Batts. But that's not what this is about today, guys. This is about hockey. Yeah stanley all- cup finals start today lord stanley huh roy why don't, you, yeah. why don't you why don't you dump out all your knowledge right here right now Billy? Well, i don't i don't want to do it all at the beginning you know what i mean because there's right. no point in listening to the You're whole thing. by the way mikey is right? here too hey mikey how's it hey, going? <laughs> hey how you guys doing <laughs> which by Sorry. the way can we have just like a little mini um conversation about this because i know that we've had this conversation and we just continue to do it and Billy, before we do that, can we say that Roy is going to partake in this episode?
6: Can we actually promote who it is that is coming on to talk to us about Stanley Cup and hockey? Ob and the Updog. <laughs> yeah, Ob and the Updog. Yeah. <laughs> Shane O'Brien, Scotty Upshaw. They have a great podcast. It's the best hockey podcast out uh, out there. Okay, it's called uh, Missing Curfew. Roy should probably start a hockey podcast at some point. He hasn't done it.
4: I mean, and we project- have one already. We got too many men.
6: Yeah, well, that's a good point. Uh, so, we can't, so, so we can't do that. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but we do have – so we have the Stanley Cup coming up tonight, game one. And, again, they're going to join us, these two guys. They have a very entertaining podcast. They'll be on here. Roy's going to participate. He's the only person on the show who truly uh, cares about hockey,
3: follows hockey, knows about hockey. Uh, Billy, I interrupted you. What were you going to say? Do you well, remember? no, I was going to say because we were talking – I reached out to Mike Ye here. And we had a conversation where he told us he is Mike everywhere except in this world where he is Mikey A because there was a Mikey C. And I just continue to call him Mikey A even though he said no one calls me that except Stugat. So I, I need to kind of reprogram myself to call him Mike. But I feel like right now it's just like second nature to just always put Mikey A. And then like even in the descriptions it's always like Mikey A, Mikey A, Mikey A. Because part of it is like are they going to confuse him if I just write Mike? But I don't want to keep calling him something he might not want to be called.
6: At this point, I think I, I am I am dubbed Mikey A for our, for our listeners.
4: But, mm. yes, this is the only facet of my world where I am referred to as Mikey. But
6: mm. Mikey A, I... I I remember when we started doing like the weekend observation stuff, okay? Like I, I remember it was the, a device because every time I said Mike, it was you, Junior and Mikey C and all three of you would answer at the same time. Yeah. And so I had to go Mikey C, Mikey A, and then and then keep Junior Junior, you know? Well, you could have done Mikey C, Gojo, and Mike. I you could have, have still been Mike.
5: You could have oh, wow.
6: you made it more confusing by making it Mikey A and Mikey C. So now we have to wait for the last initial.
3: But I think Stugas was always holding out hope that he would loop in and somehow rope in Golick Senior, which he did. Who is Mike? You know what I mean? Yes. Like right. now I'm that's saving the like mic. Easy. Yes. Yeah. He had the mic on hold just in case, just for a rainy day in case you never home. to reel in that big thing. long playing bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he
6: went He's with right the long off. play. <laughs> Billy knows me so fucking well, man. <laughs> Billy knows me better than I know myself. I mean, you know, I'll tell you. And Roy might know me better than I know myself. In fact, all three of you probably know me better than I know myself. Holy that's right. Shit. Yeah, that's right, Roy. Um, Roy, so are you excited? You're Go in ahead.
3: California, Stugats, then? We can get to the bottom of this officially. I'm in California. Yes, <laughs> yeah? I am. Yeah, I'm not out of the country. It's been it's uh, been oh, an wow. interesting week on our end, because I like I didn't know that you were going to California. And they're like, where's? They're like, you know where Stugatz is? And I'm like, no, I think he's coming in today. I don't know. And um, then you weren't. And I was like, okay. And and then the thing is, is that I ca- I felt that I was like viewed as a co-conspirator on this, which right. you did like the good thing, I guess, in, in a sense where like if you committed a crime, you made sure not to like involve you know, like your friends and family in your crime, so you'd be the only one to go down. So yes. I didn't know. But I, I protected for, you, Billy. You did protect me, but for like and, uh, two uh, days, I got like the looks like this person knows more than he's telling us. And I'm like, I don't know anything. <laughs> guilty by association. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I'm sorry, Bill. I was <sighs> like, look, all I know is got mad at me because we were texting him like Monday morning thinking he'd be at work. Like, hey, where, what are we going to do today? You know, like it's so early. Why are you waking me up? It's like, whoa, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I felt bad about that at one point. I at one point
6: point I and I never do this and I'm sorry, but I was in a foul mood, man. I really fucking was. I was like, I, there was something they asked Whittingham. I go, he's standing right next to you. You ask him. Well, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm going to yeah. tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I was in a foul mood that morning because, you know, Dan's upset I, and listen, I apologized. I went out of town. The truth is this is God's honest truth. My wife for my 50th birthday and Father's Day surprised me with a trip to California. Okay. What are you 50? I'm going to be 50. This
3: year? Yeah, yes. I know wow. I always go a year back. Like, you think I'm 48, right? I have no idea how thought I thought it. Look, I don't know how old <laughs> anyone is anymore, right? Because we right. basically took off two years from seeing people. So, right. like, I'll see people, and like, if they had kids, their kids are not like huge or like they've put on like a lot of weight, and it's like, whoa, like, I'm just right. not used to. This. I feel like almost, and I don't mean this. I mean this kind of joke. Like I feel almost like I was like in a coma from seeing people for two years, and I'm like waking up, and everyone the first time I see them is totally different than the last time I saw them. It's weird. It is. Uh, but she wanted to do something
6: nice for me because there are some shows on the Dead Summer tour that I'm not going to be able to go to that I would normally go to. Uh, whether it's my mom's unveiling, whether it's you know getting our kids ready for college and getting them off to college. There are certain stops I'm going to miss. And so she sent me out by myself, by the way, um, to a place that I love, Shoreline Amphitheater, to see Dead and Company. And so I didn't tell those guys. Now, she told me on Saturday night. I'm telling you, I'm sitting home. I'm streaming the Dead show. I know what Gojo and I discussed on his podcast. Hey, maybe we'll go to the show in L.A. I get it. And, you know, we've got a bunch of detectives on our show. (laughs) I, I was home on Saturday, went to a nice dinner with my wife, was streaming the show from Dodger Stadium, and she she surprised me right then and there, saying, "Hey, great news! Tomorrow you're going out there two shows, Monday and Tuesday," and I was super excited, so excited I forgot to tell witty and Dan, nah. and, and so and so um, I told them like on Sunday afternoon, and uh, it became a whole thing. But I am indeed uh, in California, and uh, I went to see. Uh, I went to see the dead on both Monday and Tuesday. It was spectacular. So that is the uh, God's honest truth. That's what happened there. And thank you to my wife for doing that. And thank you for Dan for being so understanding.
4: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like I had a choice in the matter.
6: No, but I'm wrong. I, I listen. I was wrong. I told them very late. I put Whittingham in a terrible right. spot. I, I know, Billy. Listen, the show that for me, I will roll with anything. Roy knows this. Billy knows this. Mikey even knows this. If Dan calls up 15 minutes before a show and says, I can't come in today and I'm not going to come in for a week. In fact, he did it and didn't come back for six weeks. I I just I just rolled with it, Okay, I would just roll with it. We do a show. We get through it. Hopefully it'd be good and we'd move forward. Uh, But Dan's a different creature and he likes me in studio. A lot of what we do is based on timing. And so to tell him that late in the proceedings was was unfair. And so I apologized to both of them. It could have ended right there, but it didn't. Um, so I apologized, and, and yet here they are, still snooping around, trying to get to the bottom of something.
3: Are so. you? Because uh, I started looking at the at the Dead and Company like schedule, yeah. Yeah. or their tour schedule after this uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Are you going to one of the Wrigley concerts? That seems like it would be a cool show to go to. I am going to one of the. I would normally go to both
6: Wrigley shows. I am only yeah. going to one. Um, and so that's like one of the reasons, Bill, I would normally go to Folsom Field in Colorado, but I can't really? go. Yeah, I can't go. Uh, that's actually that's, that's actually this, week. this weekend. Yeah. 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 So I would normally go to that. I can't. It's my mom's unveiling my wife. It's really not about like, I, I don't like the big stadium shows as much as I like the smaller venues. And she knew that Shoreline was a venue that I love. And for me, it's about where I see them as much as just seeing them. And Shoreline's just one of those places you got to go to.
3: But Wrigley seems like a cool one for you like as a sports fan. I also see 2 City Field shows that I feel like you got to go at least. Of those. Oh, yeah, right, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but those
6: those are weekend shows. I'll tell you right, right now where I'm going just so we're clear you can run this date back for them No, No no
4: no 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 no. You don't want me to you like exactly what you did you're last not...
6: time. Leave it. me I out of you. this. I, I don't want to know where you're going. Don't tell me.
4: I have no knowledge of this eater. I'm find
3: out when we find out. I'm going to yeah. break your heart. Unfortunately, I already told Whittingham. Just say so um, I, I Look, don't tell me. That's just, that's the rule. I don't want to know. Mm-hmm. Billy, I they still think you had something to do with it. it I matter. know that. I, mean. I know that. But I never want to be, look, I never want you, I, I never want to, how do I put this? I never want to have to testify against you. If that okay. makes sense. Yes, so it does. Leave me out of as many of your nefarious dealings as possible. The less I possible. tell you, the better, right. Well, no, let's not, okay, let's you not jump to that don't want to, to lie on my shoot. behalf, right? I don't want to either have to lie on your behalf or we'll have to tell the truth right. and put you away for a while. Okay, you know what got I mean? you. Yes, it's I a totally good know what you mean. He's a good he is, friend. He is a good friend. And
6: listen, Mikey, I was a good friend. I didn't tell Billy anything. I kept him out of it. Because <laughs> well, that's I, where the lines are
3: blurred. I don't know how good that makes you as a Billy, friend. <laughs> I,
6: I am telling you, I, like, it, after I knew that they were upset with it or Dan was upset with it, I said, "I'm not saying a word to Billy. I don't want Billy <laughs> like to be. I don't want him to be a part of it. It was my mistake, and I wanted to own up to it." Um, and so I did. But you know. Like I Billy, you remember like when we when we left the ESP of Freedom? Hey, we played the George Michael song. Hey, do whatever we want, whatever we want. I mean that lasted like four days.
4: I mean, the song did, yeah.
6: <laughs> I thought damn meant forever. Right? We could just go where we want, whatever we want in a moment's win, and we'd figure out the show. That's a, I, I mean that's what I thought. I mean Missing curfew, a- huh? yeah yeah missing
3: curfew let's get to the guys uh, Roy, uh the up dog away. and obi i'm excited about this Only why are you so excited about this i mean because we already recorded it and i know it went well oh okay yeah, good. exactly
6: <laughs> <Depodity. laughs> Stu Gatz here for my friends over at miller Lite. a lot's changed over the years one thing that hasn't the great taste of miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lights sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will.
1: Gambling problem? Call one gambler Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight hope ny or text hope ny In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boothill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium?
3: I heard that this is an appetizer for you guys, that you're talking to the great one after this.
2: Yeah, we are. Wow. He, hooked
3: it up. <laughs> little,
2: uh, he, he coached me, and I got drunk with him last week up in Edmonton, where I'm from. And uh, I got to say, I, I'm, I'm a little nervous.
6: Was he a good coach?
2: No, he was a, he'd be the first one to tell you he was a horrendous coach.
6: Wait, wow. so, Gre- so Gretzky's a bad coach. Is he a good drinker? He uh
2: yeah, he likes to throw a couple yeah, back I, th- yeah. I think he's a great he never yeah. liked flying back in the day, so you'd always have a little a little goose and a little Perrier in his seat when we got on the plane. Nice.
4: Uh Scotty, how would you uh, describe your time down here in Florida?
2: Oh <laughs> almost got lost down in Miami <laughs> a few times. Yeah, you did. Um I loved it. I loved it. We had we had a good like uh, a good group of younger guys. We're all down living on Los Solas uh we not only had fun playing hockey we were a pretty good team but we also enjoyed you know finer things in life as being a, as being a young athlete in south florida uh i always tell this guy getting getting off the planes like landing your plane coming off of a trip from montreal ottawa toronto when it's fucking minus 30 and you come down you get off your plane you put your sunglasses on and you're like guys this is national league here you know so it it was it was good driving out to um to like Davy and where we played in, um, fuck, it's way the hell out there. Sunrise, that, sunrise, sunrise. That sunrise is, Yeah, it's that, painful. It's like living in in Phoenix and having to drive all the way out to Glendale. Just it doesn't work. So, uh, you know, build a rink down on the ninety five freeway somewhere near Fort Lauderdale or Miami, and that place would be rocking.
4: Uh, in Game Four, there was a report that uh, some of the Panthers went to a Tampa strip club. You know, probably to take the edge off of getting swept or whatever uh would you say that the strip clubs are better over here in this part of the state than it would be over in tampa
5: i don't know i played in tampa they're pretty good mon mon <laughs> they should have went to a strip club after game one i don't know why they waited yeah why three. wait like they should have went after game one boys and rallied but and you know uh, they're Tampa's open
2: good you know they're open all day too you can go for lunch you don't understand oh, I-, you know, you I know I used go, to go to grab to- a steak sandwich though. To- yeah
6: you know way too much about the uh, strip club scene <laughs> man i would
5: go right after practice some days boys i'm not gonna lie it was probably near the end of the year, right? The year when the the season's coming to an end. If one year we weren't in the playoffs, I think the odd time we had a little. Hey, boys, let's just go right and see what's happening over at Mont Venus right away.
6: <laughs> what's the most exciting part of your day today? Is it talking to me or talking to Wayne Gretzky? It's not yours. We're pretty to
5: fired to up. No, we, no, You never know, Billy.
6: I mean, you really never know.
5: We're fired up to do this with you, boys, for sure. Obviously. Uh, we're, we're up dogs we're a little nervous about wayne we like are you know we swear a lot in our podcast right we should probably not swear a whole lot so i don't know we're, we're probably more nervous for wayne but i was excited to talk to you boys all right well tell us about the podcast
6: um we have shane o'brien we have uh scotty upshaw with us missing curfew so tell us about the podcast guys
5: yeah, you know, so when I when I first retired from hockey, I retired a few years before the updog, and, and and me and Uppy had been best buddies for you know the last ten years, playing in the NHL, training together in the summer, uh, hanging out in Newport, partying up in Hollywood, and uh, I got into media, and, and um, you know obviously you know shout out to the Spit and Checklist Boys, they were the original the OGs of podcasts, and I saw the success that they were having, and um, I just kind of went to Uppy. you know, whenever your career comes to an end, I I think we can do this. I've been doing some media. You know we went hard on the ice we went hard off the ice we missed a lot of curfews and i just kind of started with that and then the up dog retired and and we, we did a little pilot next thing you know boom here we go
2: well as you guys know in this in this business you got to be able to talk and and this guy can so right. he's like fuck up when you're done you know, I want to do this, I want to do it with you. And, you know, if it's another buddy we got, you know, it'd be perfect. So we reached out to a teammate of ours, Jimmy Hayes, uh, who had passed last year. We, we miss him dearly. He's always here. He's right, right behind us here in the studio. Um, and we just, we started covering uh, the playoffs when it was in the bubble uh, during COVID. And, you know, it just started to snowball. We started to have fun with this thing. We started to tell stories. A lot of our friends wanted to come on and, and, and chat, just like you guys with your friends and the crew yeah. you have built. Um, and you can build like just, you know, you build a lot of camaraderie and, uh, part of the game we miss is being in the locker room, as you guys know, like, it's not the same as you guys sitting in your, you know, your own home, being on that phone nice when you're in the studio Well, yeah. it's nice when you're in the locker room, you're telling stories about the strip club or, you know, the, the, young guys coming in and talking about picking up chicks and the old older guys who are married are like, fuck, I miss those days, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then just being able to cover hockey, keeping us in the game, you know, hockey is the best sport. In the world, uh, with the best, you know, I, I like to say the best athletes, people that treat the, you know, people the best, and um, you know, we feel fortunate enough that we still have this platform. And chatting with you guys is is a highlight of our day. So this is, uh, you know, we, we we get up every morning for this. Obi does a great rundown. We have fun with it.
6: Uh, Billy, why are you laughing at Updog? Like, go ahead, get in there. Like, God, I see it's a I great
3: up. Updog is a great it is. nickname.
6: It's a great nickname. Absolutely. Absolutely. Updog, dog. Really yeah. exactly. Yeah. But what I don't like about Scotty Updog, okay, I'm telling you right now, he sounds like Levittown. I mean, I don't miss the locker room at all. though. <laughs> no. I'd rather be right here in Mountain View, California, checking out that show. So i the locker room. Well,
2: that's because Just- that's because you're next to that venue, that amphitheater. You don't want to move anywhere.
6: <laughs> plus, uh, our lock, plus our locker room has no air conditioning. I mean, yeah. it's at the Cleveland Hotel. It's a Petri dish for COVID. I mean, it's, it's horrific in there. You I guys mean, have
3: very quickly, by the way, in your media has been become expert bullshitters, saying that this is one of the highlights of your day when you're talking to Wayne Gretzky. <laughs> yeah. after. It's just impossible. I'm yeah. proud of you.
5: Yeah, uh, uh, We're not quite as intimidated by you boys as we are the great one, we'll be honest.
3: Uh,
6: as, and you shouldn't be. Uh, How would you come up with the name Missing Curfew?
2: Ah, uh, buddy, we were just, I think we were drinking after, uh, you know, obviously a lot of the, the best things we create we're either you know having a puff back in the day together on the golf course or we're having a beer after the golf course so uh i think i brought it up one day where i'm like obi i got the name he's like uh, he's like what and i'm like fucking missing curfew bro like it's just it just has a thing it's what we did we always showed up and played (laughs) hard if we you know if you play guilty right it's a it's an actual thing you know not just a saying you play guilty when you go out and you got to show up and give extra the next day whether it's practice or you know God forbid, a game. And uh, so, man, we we created it. And, uh, you know, Obi's idea of the podcast itself was there. And then we put the name to it. And then, you know, boom, yeah. came alive.
5: We, we had everything. And and uh, shout out to our boy, Kevin Connolly, who, you know, helped us get this off the ground with this, with this company at Action Park Media up in Hollywood. And I go, Updog, we got this. We got everything. But, fuck, man, I don't have a name. And whatever, we were bullshitting things. And Updog goes, missing curfew. And I'm like, that's it, fella. Send it to Connolly. Connolly loved it. And the rest is history. I
2: could have been up friends, but I was like, ah, fuck it. We'll-
6: <laughs> <laughs> up friends. Oh my God. Wait, so uh, so Shane, uh, and you so you were good with missing curfew. Uh, but I the question I had Roy's gonna hate me for asking you guys this. I'll start with Shane first, okay? And then Updog, you could, you could follow up on you this, can call okay? me OB.
5: You can call me Obi, by yeah, the way. I'm not
6: going to call you Obi because Updog's the better nickname. I, I don't know why. Like, I'm, I'm very comfortable calling him Updog. I'm not comfortable calling you Obi. I think enough. you're bigger. I think I, I don't know what it is. It's something about the muscles. <laughs> <Fair> um, <enough. laughs> why do the Panthers suck, man? God damn it, Stu. Oh, God damn it.
0: Pan- I mean,
6: they do. They let us down. They were the best team in hockey the entire season. They win the dumb president's trophy which is a curse to all hockey teams because you feel like you've won something before you actually win anything. And then the Panthers do what they do. They win a, well, they won a series, which is not what they normally do. And then they lose to the Lightning, which is what they always do. So again, OB, I'll start with you. Why do the Panthers suck?
5: Yeah, I, I think I think suck's a hard, worst for, uh, hard uh, a word on them. Harsh word, sorry. Listen, they had a great year, as you said. The President's Trophy, I don't know if you guys know this, it's a bit of a curse in the NHL, right? Not a lot of teams win the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup. My biggest concern was the way they played in the regular season. They were so offensive. You know, they are the comeback cats. They could score seven goals before you know it. But couldn't they win the playoffs? Can they play low-scoring games? Can they play tight-checking games? And it proved that they really couldn't. So it's a good learning lesson for them. They will be back. They have a great core. But they have to learn how to play a little tighter, more defensive hockey.
2: I think it's just the fact they still got to play in Sunrise. They just got to drive (laughs) up that road. It's a buzzkill. And like Obi said, you got to learn to win in the NHL playoffs. That group, you know, this was this was a big step for them this year in in all hockey talk. But getting your asses kicked by the champs really puts you in a you you know puts you in a spot where you're like, fuck. That's how we have to play. We got to fucking we got to play D. Um, You know, our, our our defense who all season long got to do whatever they wanted. Well, now things, you know, the pace of play picks up in hockey in, in NHL playoffs, things become tight. It becomes harder to win. And I just don't think they were built for the playoffs, but, they all went through a little lesson, a little learning curve this year, and they'll be better next year for it.
4: Are you saying that if they move to Fort Lauderdale in a brand new arena, could
2: things get better for them? I'll tell you why, Roy, is because the visiting team—they'll all be down on the beach. They'll fucking get to Florida. They'll be like, "This is great. Let's just go. Right, Let's man. eat the bars. Let's go to the elbow room. Let's," you know. Efrem Malkin one time came in to play us Pittsburgh. They all went out on uh, jet skis the day before the game. At morning skate, he put in, uh, he putn could not he not could his fucking gear on, and uh, they had to scratch him. He was a late late scratch, so things like that can happen in South Florida, where the opposing team uh, look at Vegas last year or when they first came in the yeah. you know they uh, best home record in the league because all the other guys came in and thought it was a party. I so. mean,
5: when when we played in Florida, it didn't matter where the rink was. The Panthers were so shitty back then that like we we <laughs> highlighted it on the schedule. Like I'm getting drunk in Tampa. We're going to beat them. Then we're going to go to Florida. I'm going to go to Miami. I'm going to get drunk there. Then I come back and I'm going to beat the Panthers. So back in the day, to us, it was an easy road trip. Now, when teams go in there, as much as the updog is hating on Sunrise, I think it's more of a, obviously, a harder place to play nowadays than it was when me and the updog were in the league.
6: No, but Updog is right because I got to tell you, the only thing that's in Sunrise there, there's a mall, there's a Sawgrass Ford dealership, and a quarter deck, the a Rainforest Cafe, yeah. and the Rainforest. Yeah. Don't Cafe, forget that. Yeah. Right? There's nothing to do there, and quite frankly, we're not deserving of a of a parade. It'd be like on the fucking Sawgrass Expressway. No one would show up. Uh, you're a hundred percent Updog. It's the greatest take I've ever heard in terms of hockey. Really It'll be
4: on a boat in the in the coastal. Sea, oh, guys. enough!
6: I mean, seriously, oh, okay. boats—the uh, boat parades enough. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys agree? I said this earlier on the show. Do you agree? When you were lowering John Cooper into his grave, you need to drive a stake through his heart just to make sure he's dead. Am I wrong?
5: No, you're not wrong. With we, we, that. We've I actually did. become I good did. friends with John Cooper over this year. He's been great to our podcast. Uh, we had a night out with him in Nashville. I mean, what you said is the truth. He, he's matured so much. And now you see the way he handles the media and his players. And honestly, his players are like his friends, man. Like when I was around their team this year, like the way they get along, it's, it's, they're, they're really a team and it starts with Coop. And
2: so it like smoking so. cigars. Yeah, yeah. He's a player coach. He's the, he's, he's loves he's, red wine. He's an A1 player coach. Um, and like Obi said, at one point, they were the best team in the league. President's Trophy winners got swept by Columbus. It was like a, Holy shit! Like his job was on the line. Yeah,
5: he could have got fired.
2: Then you know he grabs his players again and says, "This learning curve is what's going to get us to the, you know, get us to the promised land." And I mean, where they are sitting today, with four wins away from three in a row, is uh, is you know, it's insane. And you, you tip your cap to him. And like you said, this guy, <laughs> it's hard to put him down, man. He's so calm on the bench. He's just after every play. If they go to him, he's just calm, collective knows his team can kind of pull through in the right moments. So. Yeah,
5: he's got good style, too. Not a lot of NHL uh, coaches got good style. This These these two coaches in the finals, just so you boys know, have the best style of all the coaches in the NHL. So keep your eye open for that during the final.
6: Colorado, Tampa, it's a great Stanley Cup. It really is. Two, uh, two very deserving teams. Uh, game one is tonight for the Stanley Cup. Winning three straight, and Updog, I'll start with you. What would that do in terms of historical perspective within that sport? Winning three straight, what would that do for Tampa?
2: I mean, it just, it it puts them in the record books, you know, uh, for, for me though, modern era hockey, it's so competitive out there, you know, with the salary cap and you know, the way these kids come up and, and they get put into the lineups right out of the draft. It's, it's never happened like this. So the competition is always there, but to me, what stands out is just, you know, the hall of fame, um, players that these guys have the Victor Hedman's. Um, you know, this Kucherov is doing things on the ice and it doesn't even look like he's healthy sometimes. He played with the flu in the first round and he's the best player on the ice. Um, Stamkos, you know, at 34 years old, I think Obi is playing some of the best hockey he's ever played. and uh, I I would just say Obi's been a tampa bay lightning so i'll throw it to him but it's just it's amazing hockey man it's a such a feat
5: yeah it's it's so hard to win a a, a series in the nhl like me and Updog, he's been in the conference finals i went to the second round a few times we're sitting here without a stanley cup ring it's it's so hard to win a series to win back-to-back cups to go to three straight finals like the discipline they have the structure they play with the love that they have in the dressing room uh, and then you got to give their gm julian breeze some credit he's made some great moves And then, God bless the state of Florida, right? No state tax. These veteran guys come in, sign one-year deals for a million bucks. Uh, That's helped them a lot, too. But um, what they're doing, honestly, boys, I really can't even put it into words.
4: Goaltender is a clear advantage here for Tampa. Uh, What what are the Avalanche going to have to do with Darcy Kemper and their defense to help stifle off the Lightning offense? It's a great question.
5: Um, it's the biggest concern. Um, I put my money on, in DraftKings on the Avalanche at the start of the year. Um, my only concern in the series is goaltending. Um, Darcy Kemper, he doesn't have to be the best player in the series. He just can't be the worst. Uh, if he's the worst, it's going to be hard for the Colorado Avalanche to win this series. But the biggest advantage in a series, when you look at them, is Vasilevsky.
2: Yeah, and then Tampa has a checking line, um, guys, that has played out of their minds. And, and I don't think... The Colorado Avalanche has seen a line like that. They haven't seen a shutdown kind of, you know, uh, flow of 10 guys coming on the ice to shut their big guys down. Kale McCarr, for me, is, you know, he's a specimen. He's he's a generational player. Wayne Gretzky last week said he reminds, he's the only player to ever remind him of Bobby Orr, uh, who arguably is the best defenseman ever to play the game. So... You know, the back and forth, if it gets into a shootout, Colorado probably has the advantage because their firepower is there. But in a tight checking game, something that goes to overtime, for me, you got to look to the champs. you got to look to who's got the better goalie, who feels more confident in the net to make
4: that big save for their team, and that's Tampa. So I'm pulling for those boys. And Braden Point's going to be eased uh, back into this series. Uh, he's been injured for a little bit. Um, one of the practice lines I saw, he was a uh, third-line winger, and I'm sure he's going to end up – being boosted back up to the first line eventually. Uh, how do you think his uh, game's gonna go?
5: Another good observation. You don't you do know your hockey, my uh, man. You yeah. do know your <laughs> the hockey. The only one. I mean besides yeah, you that, two, of
6: course. Yeah, so, that's
5: that's a good tidbit. Yeah, right now they got point playing on the third line. Um that the checking line that Uppy did mention, they've done a phenomenal job. Unfortunately, they've only scored three goals through the whole playoffs on that line. So I do think if Braden Point stays healthy, you will see him bumped up maybe to that checking line maybe even back up to the first line although palat stammer are playing unbelievable but braden point is a big wild card offensively because as much depth as tampa has their top three guys have been doing a lot of the scoring if points healthy i can see him moving up the lineup yeah and injuries
2: are all part of the playoffs right that's why it is the hardest trophy to win and when you do have a guy like braden point you know if if he's healthy enough to be effective you use him um if not, he is that rover type player you use. He might be on the power play. He might just be on the bench, sure, just to give you know them a little uplift. But um, you know, Colorado—it's watching them live in in round one and round two. Uh, it's pretty crazy their offense. And I haven't seen firepower like that in a, in a long, long time. So uh, it'll be it'll be a great series to watch, boys. Ob,
6: what's the worst injury you've ever sustained playing hockey?
5: You know what? I was pretty lucky when it comes to like, you know, surgeries and that, but a lot of my damage was, you know, cuts and broken noses and teeth. Um, but the worst one I got, I got a I got a skate in the face in the minors, but I got a cross check right between the eyes, a follow through uh, in the playoffs against the Blackhawks. That one uh, probably hurt the most.
6: How long were you out for? 20 seconds?
5: Yeah, I missed a couple shifts just because they had to like glue her together, but then I came right back out there and um, I actually got hit with a puck in the minors off my own guy's te- off my uh, own teammate stick uh he was a young guy uh nick cordelis was his name i didn't talk to him for like three weeks after that because <laughs> i still don't know what he was doing I mean, not, that one hurt a lot too
6: <laughs> <laughs> up dog your worst injury
2: i've had a bunch boys
5: um... <laughs> <laughs> dr up dog he yeah. knows the body better than most doctors this guy t- knows what he's talking about treat the body, <laughs> yeah, treat, the body treat the career I uh,
2: I broke my my hand in game seven of uh, the St. Louis Blues Blackhawks series. Uh, it's going back probably five, six years ago. And I ended up playing right through to the conference finals against your team, San Jose, Stugatz. Yeah.
6: Five- I mean, I'm just in San Jose. I wouldn't call He's him He's a big team. Sharks <laughs> guy. <yeah. laughs> I mean, I mean, He's an Owen
2: Nolan guy, yeah. yeah I'm yeah.
6: an Islander fan. I had a good run in the 80s. That's about it. And wow. so
2: I, pl- I played. I played a roughly 14 playoff games with with a shattered thumb that just was like popped out of its socket. I had it just wrapped in. It was in a cast the whole time. Um, and then I've done three knee injuries. The worst one though was probably in South Florida. I popped my my ab bone off right right above the cock, Jesus. right off the bone, and it was. <laughs> I couldn't get a. I, I could Jesus. not get a hard on for fucking three months, boys. It was. Not, what? It Wait. What? Was,
5: and that's me talking. Trust me. Wow. Her. <laughs> and he was taking four Cialis a day, and he still couldn't get one. No, it was. <laughs> no. It wasn't Having for, lunch at Mons Venus. It yeah, wasn't
4: yeah. for the lack of blood flow. It just hurt too much.
6: Yeah, well, wait till you turn 50. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and the
4: Would playoffs, you, you know that they're playing through injuries. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I read somebody uh, had to play through a hip flexor injury during the playoffs. And, I, obviously, Duncan Keith kind got of hit in the and then in the mug up
3: dog sounded worse to me
4: honestly (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. well i mean what's the craziest injuries that you've heard people have sustained during the playoffs that they played through steve eisenman stands out to me steve
2: eisenman played on on one knee his other knee basically at the end of the playoffs they had to saw the fucking they had to saw underneath his knee off and like drill in and replace this his whole knee after the playoff run which they won um so to me, I always look back at the way these Warriors used to play because they, they didn't feel any pain. It was all it was literally all for the game right back in the day. Yeah. Jeez. You learn so much watching older players when we came in the league, how they handled like their body. Jason Smith, actually my captain in Philly, separated both the right under your like esophagus, those both SC joints. He popped them right out and he, play, he couldn't shampoo his hair or he couldn't like lift up to have a drink and
5: he played fucking every game you just could get the cortisone in there it's crazy yeah for for me it was uh you guys that would play with broken ribs like if you ask the up dog like playing hockey with, with broken ribs every time you breathe or get hit I had a couple guys throughout my career play battle through that and you know they could barely get out there they would get shot up take what they had to take get through the game and then you'd see them after where they could hardly breathe and eat or walk so broken ribs were always ones I had a lot of respect for guys
6: all right, I know Gretzky's coming up. I'll get you out of here in a second. I have a couple of quick questions. Uh, better hockey player, OB or Updog?
5: Updog up, up played more games than me. So when you when you go by um, the letter of the law as hockey players, you have to give it to the Updog. He played over seven hundred. Uh, I played about 550, so I guess we got to give it to the up dog. Two
2: different players, boys. Both guys you want on your team and you want at the and the, at the bar with you. You, right. yeah, up yeah. dog. you want
6: choose to... uh, up dog. Say you're better. I mean, come on, Let's uh,
2: up, you know, Obi had a better backhand than me. He, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> his back
6: nice flat
2: Backhand sauce pass. Just always perfect. Right. His coaches to give him shit every time you do it.
6: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: um, I was probably a little quicker out there than him.
6: Okay. Like,
2: hence, you know, he's a big boy.
6: He's okay. Uh, who wins in a fight, Updog or OB? OB, I'll start with
5: you. Ah, come on, fella. Oh, that's fella. easy, right? Okay, that's away easy. From All this right, Let's Go on, it.
6: On, wait, wait. This one might be easier because I have a feeling it's it's Updog. Better hair, Updog or OB? Ah,
5: uh, it's Updog 100%. Updog's dog. up a good looking <laughs> guy, man. Nobody, He's a good looking no, guy. Yeah. Nobody had better hair than this guy. Nobody worked the blow dryer after the game better than the Updog. Right? <laughs> I mean, he'd, he'd get that blow dryer going and he'd have something lined up after the game with oh, dinners yeah. and. Um, there's nobody better on the road ever than the Updog, except for those
6: three weeks where his penis wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. I don't bad. believe
5: that. I still found. I still think he found a way to use it, even if it wasn't working. <laughs>
6: uh, who takes themselves more seriously? Updog, I'll start with you.
2: Um, more seriously, this this guy. He's a he's a real pro.
6: <laughs> I'm a fucking. I'm a goofball most of the time. Right. OB, yeah, you seem like a serious motherfucker, dude. Like, I don't want to mess with you, man.
5: Oh, no, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a gentle giant. I mean, if I get a couple shots of Jameson in me, look out. But uh, <laughs> I like to think both of us are pretty, pretty laid back. We don't take too much seriously around here at Missing Curfew.
6: All right, Ob, I go to you first on this one. More likely to pay
5: for dinner. You are updog. Hey, fuck, one hundred percent. On the curfew credit card. For- yeah, I was so
6: drunk. I was so. <laughs> I'm, pr- I'm so proud of you guys. I, I love you. I was Seriously.
5: so drunk. I was so drunk the other night. I paid for dinner. I thought, and then I had to text Uppy Monday morning. I checked my Amex. I'm like. Fella, I think I put that on Mr. Curfew. I actually might want to give that a check. That's what it's for, though, eh, boys? All right,
6: well, help me out with this, because I've done a single segment on the Lebitard Show this week because I'm in California. Is that enough work to put in where I should expense the entire trip? Yes or no?
5: hundred percent.
6: Thank you. hundred
5: percent. Yeah, you deserve it.
2: (laughs) Go to a couple concerts. I mean, yeah, stop (laughs) by the the local dispensary. Just whatever you need. All
6: right. Uh, (laughs) Listen, I have so much more I want to do with you guys. We appreciate it. Uh, check out their podcast Missing Curfew Shane O'Brien and Scotty Upshaw all oh, they have Wayne Gretzky coming up so looking forward to that I wanted to play a Puck Yeah or Puck No with you I wanted to give you my top five natural goal scorers of all time and the three most important goals in hockey history but we will do that next time it will Let's be do our, it. it will be our second date and i also i have to i have to talk more about Updog dog in the three-week period and which is penis Just yeah, yeah, yeah. no i have so many follow-ups man Yeah, I mean, I had,
5: that's the first i heard of that i've known him for 20 years i never heard that story <laughs> i'd like to know more about
6: that too <laughs> all right real quick i mean we don't do predictions well i do uh up dog, who wins the cup
5: I got Tampa in seven, boys. It's going to be exciting.
6: It seems like good value from a betting perspective uh, with yes, our sure. friends over at DraftKings. Uh, OB, who do you have?
5: I would say, like you said, for for betting on DraftKings, the Lightning is the play. I, I'm so torn in this series, man. I picked the Avs at the start of the year. Um, I was going to wait till. I'm going to say, I guess I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche. It, All right, it's good.
6: It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, they're a good team, man. It's a good Listen, it's going to be a great cup. Uh, you guys are awesome. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like to do it again soon, if possible, uh, because, again, I have all those things I want to discuss with you. But uh, good luck with Gretzky. Good luck with the podcast. And uh, it's going to be a fun Stanley Cup. I hope to talk to you guys maybe the next couple of weeks. That'd be awesome. Sounds
2: good, boys. Enjoy the final. Thanks, guys. Love your show. Thank you. All right.
6: Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Miller Lights. Always have, always will.